Hello, welcome, well done for finding us. We're recording this live from Scotland as an audio podcast, but also as a video for our YouTube channel as well, so feel free to check us out over there if you'd like to. My name's Simon, I'm here with my uh, good friends and co-host Jimmy D and Brucey. Today is the 23rd of September 2021, and this is the Burek. In 2021... Board of Lockdown, three friends began producing a podcast. Today, still going strong, they continue to talk nonsense. If you're having trouble sleeping, and if you can find it, maybe you should listen to The Burk. Good evening, boys. Good to be back with you. It's been a couple of weeks, uh, or a couple of weeks anyway. How are yeah, you, James? Because we're now we're now bi-weekly. We've decided we're now because of things are busier after the summer. Things are opening up. We're all back to work, and and now we've gone. Do you know what? <laughs> the, the, maybe every two weeks is probably enough for this. So yeah, we're now bi-weekly. So that's why you maybe haven't heard from us for a wee while. But yeah, I'm doing all right, Si. It's uh, it's been busy. Been busy at work and. Uh, Things Good. are uh, things are all right. Yeah, how about Good. yourself? Well, let's find out from Brucey first how he's been before I give you my big news. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. I mean, very similar to Jim. To be honest, I, it's been a um, it's been a mad start. The students started back in earnest this week, and we had induction week last week, so it's been first week of lessons. And are they back? And... Are they they're back and they're back on site now? Are they? They're kind of the students are yeah. back in the unis. I was hearing so. Yeah, pretty much. It's pretty much as per the only big difference is masks, probably from, from normal. Certainly, most of the stuff I'm doing slightly reduced class sizes. So I'm teaching some classes three times as opposed to one big big sort of seminar know? group. You know. Yeah. It's quite funny because the, the, there's a. There's, I'm going to tell you, it's quite a funny story. That there's a teacher, right, a lecturer from a uni, right, that stays in the village island, and uh, and and she's still doing it remotely. But the students have to be in Edinburgh, right? So the students to be on the course have to be in Edinburgh, either in halls, or they have to be uh, at home in Edinburgh, right, uh, and or in a flat or whatever. But they can't do this remotely from like down south or abroad. Okay, and uh, and she's struggling to get. First of all, you can't make people put cameras on, and so you don't know where they are, right? First of all, but even if they put it on, they're in a room and they're saying, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, I'm in Edinburgh." This one guy turned up to her call to her lecture one day, and uh, and he's on with his video, right? And she says, "Are you in Edinburgh?" "Yes, yes, I'm in Edinburgh." As he gets on a subway. Right. I don't know if you know Edinburgh very well, but there is no metro in Edinburgh. There is no subway. And it was quite blatantly he was lying. And and, to be honest, what can you do about it? It's just like, well, at some point you need to get them back in a classroom and make sure they're actually in Edinburgh. It's the weirdest thing. I don't know why. Although if you don't have the lecturer in the classroom, that's a bit... Yeah, but I don't know if they have to be. Well, they have to be in Edinburgh, I think, to show that they've turned up to Edinburgh, because they get a grant for where they're staying, and they also, you know, to pay their fees. But a lot of foreign students as well. If you come and study in Edinburgh, you get to study for free, you know, um, especially if you come from the EU, um, and uh, that. In fact, yeah, I wonder if that's still since Brexit whether that's still the case. But anyway. Um, so the, maybe they have to be in Edinburgh to be able for that to be applicable. I don't know. 
But yeah, think, they can uh, do it all remotely. The guy might have just used an Edinburgh screensaver or something. And... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> These guys, I mean, obviously, okay. they're just they're, they're, they're not sure. wisely worldly wise, are they? So, uh, yeah, they need to they need to students. grow up a bit as well. I think students. Eh? Remember but the you know days. What? Any... It's good to see them. It's good to have them Fairly. back. It's lovely to feel like <laughs> almost a little smidgen of reality is returning. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but Sai, mm. how have you been this last couple of weeks? Well, James, because you we, we we've been talking about the whole pandemic and COVID for the last few weeks, but it's hit pretty close to home for you. Uh, it's any closer? It's no, it doesn't get much closer. No, no. And after. Uh, uh, Hazel and my uh, Violet both having it. I uh, came down with it uh, about a week and a half ago, I think it was now. The ch- I don't know, I, the Tuesday after our last recording, really. Um, started to feel a bit funny on the Monday night, so I had a test on the Tuesday. Came back on the Wednesday saying, yep, I had it. Um, first couple of nights, or first couple of days, was like a, a, a sort of flu, really, a sort of shivers and headaches mm. and. I was just in my bed and just couldn't get, you know, just like having a flu. And then um, that sort of subsided. Um, and really, it's my symptom seems to be sort of um, breathlessness. So you may be able to hear it on the microphone, I don't know. But even just, uh, you know, walking around the house, uh, up and down the stairs, you know, you, I've got to sit down when I get to the top of the stairs or whatever. So it's, uh, yeah, it's certainly left a wee mark, um, which I hope will obviously just pass and improve mm. as time goes on so i'm just literally out of my isolation uh today so um i managed to make it out of the bedroom into the pod booth so i could do this you know so uh well we're we're, we're glad you're back and we're glad you're back uh, on the mic uh even if you can't do the heavy breathing that we're that we all love so much but you know it's no. good to good to see you again i'm glad that you've got out the other side of it so yes. okay so you're 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 in covid right now Part of me wants to actually be off my my dream holiday right now, right? And it's really lazy, right? It's, mm. it's, it's just to have an entire week where I do nothing but watch Skybox sets or Netflix or Disney or all these, these series that I've never got into. But people say, oh, you really need to watch. Never seen it. And I just want to go and binge, you know, 10, 20 episodes or something and mm. just sit and watch it all day and just munch <laughs> and, and, you know, munch myself for a week. Mm. Now, you must have been watching a fair bit of telly while you were. I have. Up. Uh, yes, as discussed earlier, I think I've finished Netflix now. So that's good. Done, uh, finished it. All of it. You've seen everything. Well, nice. I tell you, you no. Know, if you're looking for a recommendation, if you're ever off, James, I could recommend the American Fire Department series nine one one, and it's offshoot nine one one Lone Star. Um, <laughs> <laughs> both very good. Excellent. Okay. The second one drama? stars. It? it is a drama. Okay. Yes, it is a drama. No, it's a drama. It's uh, it, the first one is um, based around yeah. the LA Fire Department, and the second is that one's Rob Lowe. Rob Lowe's in the offshoot. Yeah. Yes, he is. It's very good actually. Um, so that was good. Enjoyed that. And, You'll never uh, beat London's burning. No, anyway, London's burning. <laughs> and if anyone's interested, I've watched um, <laughs> What If as well, the Marvel, the Marvel sort of cartoony series mm-hmm. What If, which is like a alternate uh, stories to the ones we know in the films. What if you know somebody else had done something and ah, been, somebody okay. else was Captain America, etc., etc. So um, yeah, it was fine. And what would you? So what would you say to avoid? What if you said just don't bother, just just leave it? Like your Fast and Furious jumping mm. the jumping the shark moment or whatever it was that when they 
What oh. what do we avoid? I don't know. I don't know. Actually, there's nothing. I didn't. I didn't. To be fair, I didn't watch anything that I would say avoid. Um, I started. You ever watch, watch something that you just you watched an episode? You get halfway through the next one, you go, "Do you know what? No, this is crap. I'm not even going to waste my time with this." Uh, there has been, but I can't remember what they are now. But I tend oh, yeah, to stick with things that I like. But um, there was something I was going to mention, and I just completely got it in my head. But never mind. That's thanks for interrupting me there, James. It was uh, yeah, totally ruined my <laughs> you know, thought. You're welcome. <laughs> anyway, no, it was great. Um, so anyway, that's that's that. I can't think of anything else. But uh, if it comes it's back, the COVID to me, side, fix your memory. It does. It does. But you boys are still in fine fettle and good health. You've survived it. So far. so far, I'm back in the office now, though. So I've been back in the office, so back in COVID Central or not, it's not really. But you know what I mean. I'm back out in the wide world, so you're kind of you're putting yourself out there a bit more. But yeah, um, all Good. fine. Yeah, I've had Touch with. three days of being student facing. So uh, if it's in the post for me, it's probably oh uh, yeah, it's probably not students. Wow, well. the great unwashed. But I mean, I chose a good time to have COVID because I didn't really miss anything in the world while I was laid up in bed. So no, I'm assuming nothing sorry. exciting's happened. Nothing. No, it's much not if you don't. Not if you're not going to the pub and you don't need uh, CO2 in your beer or uh, yeah. or any fertilizer be, for yeah. the garden. Yeah. <laughs> you're not driving anywhere. I mean, you're electric, so you're all right. You don't need. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. petrol station. Oh no, electric. Oh, electric. Um, you know, you're going to be struggling. Oh no, sorry. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, well, uh, yes, but CO two that do you know that was something right that really that did come up this week, and it's incredible the the chain of events. Gas prices are going up, but everyone's going oh no because that's pretty bad, right in itself. Mm-hmm. But then all of a sudden now we can't get CO two. Hold on, I thought we were trying to get rid of CO two. Climate change, you know, we're trying to get no, 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 no. The, the food grade CO two. Oh well, why why can't we get that? Well, because they can't make fertilizer. What what's fertilizer got to do with? With food grade CO two, what are you talking about? Um, and they need gas. They need they need the energy from gas to make fertilizer, and an, and a byproduct of the fertilizer is a CO two, that food grade CO two that they they scrub and 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 put in canisters and is shipped around the country and it's used for everything. Right? Uh, it's mainly in food, but there's a lot of other stuff that's not food. That it's used for, but um, yeah, there was going to be shortages of chicken, and there was going to be shortages of sausages, and there was going to be shortages of everything. Uh, the carbonated beer, carbonated drinks, you know, there was, uh, you know, the, the hospitality industry's been hit hard enough without having not been able to pour a pint in the in the pub, even once you can get people there. Mm-hmm. It's just incredible, and the government then has had to wheel loads of money into this. And uh, and give them money basically to start the fertilizer plants back up again. It seems bizarre that the the whole country could almost come grind to a halt because we can't make fertilizer. It's, it's odd. And I le- and I genuinely only have three plants. I genuinely have missed this story. So why can't we do it? Is it a Brexit thing? Is it a COVID thing? What no, it? well, it was basically it's not. It wasn't cost effective to make the fertilizer because the gas prices went up so much. Yeah. So they basically said, we're losing money, so we're not going to make fertiliser. Thanks. Now we can't make CO2. And basically forcing the government's hand to to bail them out and say, look, you want CO2, then you have to you have to get hold of these gas prices. Um, and they couldn't, so they basically gave them money to start it back up again. But that's only three weeks' worth of money. If they can't get the gas prices back down, they'll just need to keep piling money in. And, and it's a weird one, right? Boris has been out in America this week, right? Mm-hmm. These fertiliser plants owned by Americans. Oh, yeah, we don't right. produce any Anyone of our own. Conspiracy theories. Right. Correct. It's bizarre. 
and and it's, there's only four it's plants to Brexit in the whole of the bit. United Kingdom. Is it? It's linked to Brexit a bit because of the gas prices. You know, we pay Britain pays yes, um, on average four times as much for their energy bills as the rest of uh, uh, certainly now as the rest of Europe. I mean, they were higher before, but now uh, because we're buying our energy on our own as opposed to in a block, um, suddenly it's, mm. it's become much much more expensive. It, because they have to top, we have to top it up from Russia. Now, interestingly, one gas field in the North Sea, right, could run Scotland's gas needs for the next forty years. Did you know it? But it's only ten percent of the yearly requirement for the whole of Britain. Mm. Just saying. Didn't know that either. No. So you need to know a local farmer then, really, to get your meat supply for Christmas. Well, yeah, but you can't. No, you can't kill the animals. You need the CO two to kill them. Oh, they need the CO two to stun the animals before they kill them in the abattoir, all right? It's, and it's just cancelled today. Oh. Honestly, well, do you oh. know? Well, that's the other thing, isn't it, Bruce? Because that's the the other big story is the the driver shortages. Yeah, there's there's not enough drivers. They're, they're trying to fast track drivers. I, heard, I read one story. They're saying they're trying to fast track drivers to get through their their lorry passing the lorries. So to make it easier, they're gonna they're gonna cut out the bit of the exam that requires them to pass a reversing test. <laughs> right? and, the, and the lorry driver yeah. that was this was about is basically saying, I don't know how many people have uh, have been to a loading dock, but to try and get into one without reversing, it's very yeah. difficult. <laughs> Yeah, they've half the time or something, like, haven't they? What are you doing? I mean, yeah. that makes me feel Mental. safe when folk are driving a 40-ton truck. Uh, I mean, you know. Uh, yeah, exactly. Well, as long as there's a driver for the Coca-Cola lorry at Christmas, that's the main thing. Well, yeah. this is it. Yeah. Well, well if he was a former of the... European uh, uh, resident, say, you know, uh, he'd, be, <laughs> he'd be gone. You might be struggling. And there'd be no British ones because all the big supermarket chains have swallowed all the other drivers up. So there's, there's shortages yeah. everywhere. And then now, and because of the shortages of drivers, there's not enough to drive the oil tankers uh, or the or the petrol tankers out to the uh, the petrol stations. And so now the petrol stations are closing, Si. Just as well, we've got electric cars and we don't care. Correct. Yes, but okay. the electricity companies are going bust, though, James, aren't they? You know, there's two electricity no, companies. No, that, that was only the gas, the, the gas company, not the electricity companies. And we've got enough wind power and solar power in Scotland to to charge our network, so it's all fine. Well, there's you two energy companies that have gone to the wall this week. Ah, I know, but it's still they, they can still get gas. You can still buy it, but it's generating the energy. The prices will go up, yes. But they won't supply power stations that are generating electricity is what I'm getting at. Oh, dear. It's all the smaller companies that, is... that, can't, that can't deal with the price rises as quickly as it happened. The winter of discontent. Could us. be, Si. Could be. Get marching out in the streets with your woolly yeah. jackets on. Correct. Oh dear. Well, is there any uh, you know, positive news this week? Anything nice you've heard or done? Uh, Boris, oh, Boris took a really yeah. hard line. Oh, are you about to go with that? Sorry, you go well, for Well, no, I was just going to say Boris left the country. I was going to say that's quite positive. <laughs> All right. He's, he's as far yeah, away yeah, from yeah, here yeah. as, as, uh, as, well, as would be good. It should be positive news, but he went right. over to America, right, to do a trade deal that doesn't exist. And the Americans went, yeah, we're not really going to do that. Um, and uh, partly because he mucked up the Northern Ireland border thing, right, with the deal that he did with Europe. And America aren't happy about that. Um, and then he, he, because he was over in America, he thought, I'll just give uh, give the UN, you know, a bit of a speech. And he was coming down really hard 
told the rest of the world to grow up hmm. um, because uh, they're not taking climate change seriously enough. This is this is oh, it doesn't matter. Um, I was going to go into a whole rant about <laughs> Boris here, but do you know he then started quoting Kermit the Frog, right in the middle of the UN, giving a speech about climate change and going, oh, "What was it? I wish I could be." He's, he started talking. It's hard about, to be green. It's hard, hard to, be, to green be green or something. Being uh, green, yeah, not easy being green. That's right. And he started quoting Kermit the Frog in the middle of the UN. Oh, it's just like that man is an absolute nonce. Well, he's a muppet. And so he tried to take the moral high ground on climate change, and he is the world's worst on it. Tried to build a fucking third runway in Heathrow. Jesus God, guys, come on. Anyway. It'll still, yeah. still be on forty percent in the polls tomorrow, Jimmy. Don't you worry about that. It'll still be I, still back uh, into the. Do you know what? I don't understand what he's got to do and what the Tories have got to do to actually reduce their numbers in the polls. People love this crap. Taxis going up, gas prices yeah, going no up, gas. Well done. Yeah. <laughs> you know, COVID mm-hmm. going up. People, it's just like, yeah, oh yeah, we'll vote for them. It's been a pretty good job. It's very bizarre. They're hoping that all one day they could be a Tory crone and get a contract for twenty million pounds. And I wonder. So maybe the, face yeah, the trouble maybe is sorry, Bruce, go on. I was going to say, I wonder if it's too late for chaos with Ed Miliband. Is that still on? Is that still on the table? Remember that? I'd take that any day. That was the choice. But isn't that? It? That's just what I was going to say. The problem is the choice, isn't it? I mean, can you think of anyone else who could or you'd want to run? The country, not well, out of the two options we've got in in the UK. Exactly. Yeah, but but it, literally, how how much worse could it be than it is at the moment? Status quo is not is not an excuse to to go. Oh well, those guys might be worse. It's like the, the gas could be off next week. Oh well, the other guys might be worse. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm prepared to give them a shot. If uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is the best you can do. This is the best you can do. Yeah, let's give them a go. Uh, and that's going to happen soon, sooner than later. But it's, it's weird. I've been, there's been polling out recently. I don't know if you guys do the YouGov stuff, but people are asking, you know, do you think there will be a general election before 2024? And I thought, don't know. Will there? But apparently they're, they're, everyone's gearing up for a general election. I'm not quite sure why Boris thinks this is a good time to do it right enough. Because he's still polling 43%. Sure. That's mm-hmm. why. Despite, know. you know, yeah. hundreds and however many thousand efforts. COVID deaths, yeah. it... It hasn't. It's done almost nothing to the the Tory yeah. poll rating. I think because of what you just said, Sai, folks go, "Oh well, it might be." You know, Labour will be worse. You know, uh, Jeremy Corbyn mm. might give us free broadband. Uh, oh, that's terrible. Uh, mm. You know, I don't. I can't fathom it. It's beyond my comprehension that it hasn't even dented it. No, I suspect, like James says, it's the uh, vast majority of people are doing quite well under him. Or under the Tories, so they why change it? Um, the, rich richer. the richer getting richer. Uh, right, we should probably move off the political stuff because you know there's other things to talk about. There'll be plenty of time to talk about that in the future if we the podcast still going next year, Sai. Well, you're right. If we haven't, t- oh, you got a wee wink in your eye there. We twinkle, James. Yeah. So you know something right. we don't. Well. It's not really something you don't know, <laughs> but but we're hoping for another vote. Maybe not a general election, but another yeah, vote. Yeah, yeah. Another vote that, that I'm I'm personally looking really forward to. Good. Well, we should look forward to some debate about that as we get nearer. We should maybe get some other uh, people on the show to talk about alternative that as well. opinions. You mean yes, people indeed. who are wrong? Yeah. Well, let's get them on. <laughs> you can have your opinion. It's wrong, but that's fine. <laughs> um, 
Good. Uh, I tell you, I, this is just a, a very middle-aged observation that Bruce is oh. going to come down on me again for saying. Uh-oh. But it really is. It's the end of September and it's dark about seven o'clock. <laughs> it's our daily. It's our daily dark check. Our weekly dark check. I look today, seven o'clock, oh, and the the light is dark. It's dark. You can confirm it's, it's dark. Oh yeah, can confirm it's dark. I don't. Re- I, I, I don't remember it getting say. dark so early though. I had to put the lights on this morning when I went in to feed the dog at silly o'clock. I was like, oh, it's still dark. So Yeah. yeah no, it's, it's happening. Boring. Winter is coming. How is your uh, your new addition, Brucey? Let's talk about something positive for a minute. Oh, he's he's a he's he's a good lad. He's sitting here chewing away on his uh You got him trained, have you been training with him? Yeah, I've had loads of training, yeah. I mean he's a you know, I think I've said before, but he's a rescue. Puppy he came from Bosnia, so he's oh, that's he's not really yeah. lived in a house until he moved in here six weeks ago. So, so he's quite biddable and he's lovely, but he's also can be a little bit of a terrorist as well, and steal stuff, mm. gets a bit possessive of food, <laughs> and nicked a whole slice of my toast the other morning, and <gasps> um, had it gone in seconds, like you know, it was just away, you know. So, so it's a, it's a bit of bit of yin and yang. Train, I quite enjoy the training mm-hmm. when it works. You got you know, got to teach him who's boss. You got. You got yeah, to be. Yeah. You got to be top dog, Brucey. Don't let him take over. You got to be top well, dog. I. I am. He is getting his ass top dogged. I'm telling you. Um, I did a thing tonight. Sorry, I got on. Got, but he, he, you have to have food. So the way to stop him stealing the toast, apparently, is that you basically got to hold it in front of him and stop him the, your food, and he goes for it, and you've got to kind of sort of stop him and, until he submits to it and says, "Right, I'm not, I'm not having it," and walk away. And it takes quite a while to do it, but you just got to stand there and go, that's my food, you're not getting it. And I've done it a few times and he's never actually left. And then tonight, he eventually just was like, oh, no, I'm done. And he walked away. <laughs> yes. It's a bit like <laughs> kids. It's a bit like kids. Yeah, yeah, he just, he'd done it. And it was like, it was very, watch lots of Caesar Milan, which I don't know if you've ever come across the dog whisperer. I mean, I used to watch it when I didn't have a dog because it's fascinating about psychology and all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I find his stuff really yeah. fascinating. So yeah, no, he's 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 a he's a challenge. Don't get me wrong, but I'm um, yeah, I'm enjoying him. He'll probably bark. Well, we we didn't give up on you, Bruce. So you know, <laughs> connect. Got Thanks you trained train. eventually. So yeah, we stuck with you. <laughs> stuck with you. I got a fair bit of toast though before you got me. <laughs> no, that's true. That is that's true. true. It was gone in seconds. <sighs> yeah. Again. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> Guys, we should probably uh, probably move on and, and go for our, our quiz of the week, if that's all right. Uh, mm. Brucey, you've got a wee uh, quiz for us this week? I have indeed. All right, Great. chaps. Thrown uh, together a little bit, but uh, yes. This week's quiz is a geography and history themed oh. quiz. Oh, perfect. Sweet. Yeah, good. Uh, I hate history. You work, I really do. You work in a historical attraction, side. I was like, oh, how can I How can I gear this towards, you know? <laughs> that's one. That. That's I one. That. I, gave I, him, I gave him an entire quiz on nothing but the chapel when you were away, and he still came along. Oh, did you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's true. <laughs> Somebody asked him a question he'd already been asked, and he didn't get that one right either. So, you know. I've got a very short term memory, I think. That's my problem. <laughs> Well, you've been sick this week as well, Si, so we'll let you off. Let's let's go for it and see how we get on. All right. right. I think think Jim might struggle with this. Right, Uh, who's going first? Who's going second? Uh, Si, I'll go first. I'll go first, okay. All right, Si's up first. All right, okay. So, question one. 
Simon, can you name the largest settlements or towns on the following Scottish islands? So what is the biggest mm-hmm. town on Lewis and Harris? He knows. I don't know. know. I don't know. Um, no, I don't know. I, I don't know. Pass. Oh, Jimmy, can Stone you steal? Away. It's Stornoway. Well done, Jimmy. Well done. Oh, the first one. And then part B, Si, is uh, can you name the largest settlement on Shetland? Uh, no. Is that Jimmy? I can't Lerwick. I can't remember if it's Orkney or Shetland. Is it Lerwick? You're right. He's in for the steal. Lerwick. Well done. I can't. What's Orkney? Orkney's is. Well, hold on. If, if the, the Lerwick Shetland, the Orkney, then I can't remember. I was. I knew Lerwick was one of them, but. Question. Uh, oh no, hold on, what have I done? Yeah, okay, that's fine. Just realised I'd moved the question and haven't copied, haven't copied it. Uh, question two. It's the Billy Connolly question, Simon. Which historical okay. figure did he play in the film about Queen Victoria, which also starred Judy Dench? Oh... This yeah. is a film. I know this one. Dumb question. Dear me. It's John somebody, I think. I can't remember his second name, though. Oh, I don't know. Oh, uh, I, I want to help think. him out. Ta- Can I help him out, Jimmy? Am I allowed I to help him out? I know. Well, it's in the title. What's the title of the film, Si? I'm trying to think. It's something Mrs. Brown or something, isn't it? A Queen thingy and... John Brown. John Brown or whatever. Yeah. John, John Brown? Brown? John Brown. Yeah. John Brown. <sighs> Because she I'm was Mrs. Jim gets Brown. That as well. Mrs. Brown. Yeah. There you go. Okay. It's not a strong start, Sai. It's not. It's like watching a wounded animal here in the corner. Just struggling. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm, I'm just feeling a bit gilly. Shipping. I'm not sure you're going to get this one. Go on. At the Highland Games, <laughs> although, do your own gag about... about you know, your knowledge of tossing the caber, Simon. But uh, what is the uh, tree, type of tree, in which the caber is normally uh, made from? Oh, uh, that would be... Uh, well, I don't know. Is it an oak tree? Sigh. What's the Caledonian forest mainly made of? Trees, wood. Spruce Scotch pine. Uh, Scotch pine. Oh, okay. Is it? I don't know. I no, it's a larch. Is it larch? Is it larch? Oh, right? There you go. I would have said Scotch no pine. The only thing that makes me feel better is that James didn't get that right. Happiness <laughs> is tossing your caber. Sorry. Okay. I saw that in a bumper sticker. Did you? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, Question number four, Simon. I mean, this one you could at least guess at. In what year did the Scottish Parliament <laughs> open? Scottish Parliament? Oh, uh, 1997. 
is the wrong answer. Uh, Jimmy. I think it was 99. It's on fire. The boy's on fire. Sorry, sir. Yes, 1999. It's all right. I nearly said 99, but then I thought it wasn't old enough, but that's fine. Okay. Yeah. Part of how yeah. I remember that is it happened after... No, that can't be right. Anyway, carry on. All right, Sai, so avoid a whitewash. Clean sweep here. What would you most associate with the village of Crathy? Um, and I'm pretty confident. Is the clue in the name? Or, or you've been pretty close to it. Um, village of Crathy. It's, it's I don't a, know. Is a it? Um, it's a, a landmark. I'll give you that much. It's a landmark, is it? Okay. Um, village of Crathy. It's not what I thought it was then. <laughs> I can't think. Is it a, a famous church? Uh, no. Okay. Crathy Post Office. And why would that be a famous landmark? Because it was the first place that a post office was ever established in Scotland. Uh, no, apparently it's the village. Up. It's the village where Balmoral is. Yeah. It's not that. That's what Crathy is the nearest village to Balmoral. I think so. Is it right? Well, say si, that was um, resounding. Let's see if uh, it's consistent if anyway. Consistent bonus points from Jim on the way on the way on the second half. Right, Jim, can okay. you name the largest settlement on the following Scottish islands? Orkney. Ah! <laughs> oh, it could be a steal steal opportunity here, yes, sir. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna prolong any longer. I don't know. I'm looking around. I do have a map up here, but I'm not gonna cheat. Um, Orkney. Oh, of course it was. Jesus. Yeah, I know it now. It's because I looked at my map. Okay. Ah. Uh, okay. So you're passing to Sai. See if Sai knows it. Yeah. If there was a church, and and some bricks near each other. <laughs> No, I don't know, boys. That's, before everyone falls asleep at home, I pass. <laughs> Kirkwalls. Ah, oh, Kirkwall. Oh, Kirkwall, of course. Yeah, I did know oh, that. I kicked myself oh, as well. Dear. I kicked myself uh, as well. I thought that was the easiest of the four. I thought it was probably the only one I would have got. Uh, last one then, Jim. Uh, what is the largest settlement on the island of Mull? I don't know that one. I'm just not even going to guess. don't know. You know what? Sigh. Tobermory. Boom. Ah, he's back in the game. Tobermory it is indeed. Boom. You got that via Balamori, did you say, by any chance? I did. You know my brain works first. <laughs> okay. Right, Jim. Uh, the Scottish soap opera Take the High Road was set in which fictional village? Nah. 
don't know. Don't know. Not got it. Sorry. Uh, I'm going to go for Glenn Darick. Hey, the questions are obviously the wrong way around here. I don't know. I picked it soon. Four two. Right, you're back. It's coming back, Sam. Well done. Uh, question three. Ah, oh, Jim, you should get this one. Queen of the South is an alternative nickname given to which market town? Dumfries, isn't it? Dumfries. Okay. Okay. The Billy Connolly question. Billy Connolly played which famous Edinburgh figure who was famous for robbing the treasures of Edinburgh in a 90s film? It was, was it Birkin Hare? Oh, no, I think he might have Are you after Birkin which Hare. one he played? Well, it's the, it's, the, it's, it's the name of the title of the film he played the character. Uh, so it's not Birkin Hare, is that what you're saying? It's not, it's not Birkin Hare, no. Um, what was? The, could you repeat the question? Film where he stole stuff? Did you say? So uh, Billy Connolly played which famous Edinburgh figure? He was famous for robbing the treasures of Edinburgh in um, a nineties film. John Knox. I don't know. Not right. Sorry, the steel. Mm. I don't think I know that one. Uh, Are you trying to look that up online? Are <laughs> you cheating? I don't. No, I don't know it. Don't know it. Oh. It's also the name of a very famous pub. Oh, Deacon Brody. Deacon ah. Brody. It was Deacon Brody. I thought he was a tax collector. Uh, yes, but he's also, I think, known for. Um, we're all at it. <sighs> okay, question five, Jim. Okay, Edinburgh Old Town and Edinburgh New Town and the heart of Neolithic Orkney. Oh, sorry, I've misread the question. Edinburgh Old Town and New Town, the heart of Neolithic Orkney and New Lanark are three of six world heritage sites in Scotland. Can you name two of the other three, please? So you, okay, so the old town, new town, Scarabray, which is the Orkney one, What's what did you say was the, and name another three world heritage sites? Name three world heritage sites. So, uh, so Edinburgh Olds and New Town, the Heart of Neolithic Orkney and New Lanark are three of them. Can you name me two of the other hmm. three, please? No. I don't know what our world heritage sites I know what could be I'm going to say Stirling Castle Ooh. it's a good guess but it's not it's Wallace Monument is my other I've got two at Wallace Monument was my other one got one Si oh I know <laughs> My third guess. 
I'll be back in 20 minutes, hold on. Yeah. The, the, Come how on. it works. No. Not a world territory. Bannockburn. I think <laughs> he just keeps guessing until he gets them right. I think, He's going to name places in Scotland until he gets one right. <laughs> right, sorry. Come on. Famous, world, <laughs> world famous world. Scottish sites. You and Don and Castle. World Heritage. One of these has got to be. Well, I would have. I would have probably gone Rosal, for Roslyn Chapel. I, I would have gone for uh, Island Don and Castle, but um, I can't think. We did, a, we did a whole section on quiz on the Island Don and Castle. Uh, Don don't think it came up there, did it? It didn't come up in that. No, I don't know. Don't remember. Oh, is it? Oh. Uh, is it not the disgrace in Edinburgh? Is that not classed as a world heritage? Is site? it? Oh no. Carlton Hill? No. No. All oh, right. Okay then. All right. In that case, I've, I don't know. Sorry. Ah, Put us out good. of misery. Okay. So the last three are Saint Kilda, oh, yeah. the Antonine yeah. Wall, and the one I thought you would have both got. Unique. The world over the fourth rail bridge. Mm. Mm. Hmm. Uh, Antonine Wall goes through Falkirk as well, doesn't it? It does. Um, see, it's more interesting when you don't know the answers and you, and you learn it's something, it's I think. It's pretty left side, isn't it? Um, so, yeah. Oh, well, a bit That's of a good. comeback there, Si, but not, not enough to take the uh, victory. Not enough week. from the early lead. Not enough. Yeah. Not enough. Strong start. From, uh, yeah. There you go. Good. Hastily thrown together. I feel bad about, about beating a man when he's down, you know. Oh, well, yeah, sorry. I'll Keep, take it though. Yeah, yeah you'll take the win. Yeah. Um, great. So, uh, is there any uh, after that? We usually go to some sort of news that we haven't heard about, and anyone hasn't <laughs> heard about. Have you got anything? Anyone got anything they want to bring to the table this week? Something might not be well enough known or spoken about. You know, I mentioned most of mine earlier on. Yeah. CO2 and the gas prices. That's all the news stuff I've been looking at. There's not That's really any fine. sort of local stuff. Brucey, you got anything? Well, I mean, there was. It's not. It's one of my more darker subjects, I'm afraid, uh, Simon. There's um, a very tragically a lady was um, abducted and killed this week in London, and um, she was. It wasn't really reported on the news, and there's been sort of a campaign over the last couple of years. I didn't hear about it. Say her name and make it make it kind of a little bit more known about what's tragically kind of happened to her because she's basically been abducted on our walk home, very similar to the tragic Sarah Everard case earlier in the year. And um, her name is Sabina Nessa. And, um, you know, there's a bit of a kind of backlash around the fact that her, her story, which is almost identical to the to the story of Sarah Everard, hasn't been uh, reported in quite the same way because, uh, well, because why, question mark. Um, mm. Uh, it's probably worth saying that her appearance is not necessarily traditional white, uh, or certainly not white blonde hair appearance like some of the uh, you know, um, more high-profile cases tend to be. Um, so there's a kind of uh, an indication that um, there has been a bit of profiling done about whether this case is important to report or not. Do you know, that, uh, there might be, there might be. I would, uh, <clears throat> and I would probably agree that 
you that most of the stories you do hear about, especially the ones abroad with the backpackers going missing and you know some other stories, but is it maybe because we notice them more because uh, we are white Caucasian? Uh, maybe they're they hit closer to home, and actually we do hear about other ones, but subconsciously we don't actually pay as much attention because maybe that's partly why we don't remember. But also, uh, it could well be just to do with the news cycles now. Um, I mean, if you take uh, Madeleine McCann, that would be one of the prime examples, right? And you would say, you know, she went missing and it was massively high profile. But a lot of that was to do with how the parents treated it and the media, and they played the media properly and they did that in the right way to publicise it and keep the campaign going. There were many children that actually went missing over that period while the McCanns were in the news. But everybody wanted to hear about, you know, the Madeleine McCann story. There was loads of other stories that never made the news and it wasn't because... Uh, of race it was just because they were stealing the news cycle and if you look at everything that's going on at the moment the news cycles are focused on the gas shortages the driver shortages what might happen to everybody at christmas what might you can't get a word in edgeways on the news these days to to actually get to some of these stories and it just may be that it's it's partly down to timing um i don't know if that I mean, if there was a, a pattern of it, yes, I think you, you might be able to say, well, actually, they are reporting these less. But um, it's, it's, I think your point is how the prominence of the reporting. Is well, it? I'm, yeah. I, and I think that you've got to... You've got to because I do our... remember hearing the story you're talking about, so I have heard of it uh, in the news. Um, yeah. Because uh, is this the, the, the girl that was the... five, minutes, five minutes from the pub that she was walking to? Is it that one? Where she mean, she went, she basically lived five minutes from the pub. Is this you're talking about Sabina Nessa, the one this week? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, you know, it's it is a similar case. It's a repeated case, and um, yeah, it's. I don't think it's had. I, I, I sort of get your point in that you don't maybe see it because it's not in uh, something. But why should it be any different? Why is it different? I, it, you know. It should be reported in exactly the same way and have exactly the same profile. Her her life is no less yeah. valuable than, you know, the tragedy that's happened to Sarah Everard. Um, and, you know, the fact that men are out there doing that, well, I mean, assuming it's a man, of course, but, you know, I think that's a pretty safe assumption. Um, uh, yeah, it's just, you know, I don't know. It, 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 I, it just struck me as, you know, important to raise her profile in the same way that, you know, because it's still... You know, actually, in the Sarah Everard case, they tracked down who it was was quite quickly. You know, whereas this guy seems to, you know, you know, you know, you know mm. and part of that will be to do with how long it's taken to get out into the news, and so yeah, um, if that's yeah, what they were trying but, to do. But sometimes they don't report them. And each case, and the thing is, you have to look at the case and how the police want to do it. The police may say, depending on the circumstances, this won't help your case, and actually could actually hinder your case. So we don't want to go public with this. So for one reason or another. But yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know surprised. if you can. I think my argument would be that there's a very prominent case of a backpacker in America who's been all over the news this week, and. Again, tragic story. You know, once again, we're talking about you know, um, you know, uh, this kind of story. Um, but we're hearing about that. We're not hearing about one that's happened in, in, you know, in, over here. You know, I don't. It, you can't help but think that there's a, there's a lack of something, uh, in terms of you know proper representation for, you know, uh, for all of these kind of cases. And, yeah, you know, no, it's an interesting point, certainly. It's just, I mean, the well, the bigger tragedy is these things are still happening, aren't they? Uh, on the streets. 
Uh, and uh, yeah, it's a difficult one to. We can't go into, go into detail, much detail, know, yeah. Something you hadn't um, heard about. I just thought it was worth bringing it to the, yeah. uh, bringing it to the fore. Bring it to the masses. Well, this is the podcast. It's going to get it out there. That's for sure. Um, yeah. <laughs> now everyone will know. Although having said that, uh, you know we have had, and the latest listening figures are in. Um, oh. And uh, I can report I that according to our, our our stats, uh, we've had. Yeah. Three percent of our listening uh, people have come from the United States, and we have one percent from one <laughs> percent from Nigeria. So that Nigerian oh, prince Nigeria. is uh, is following <laughs> us. Yeah, he's thinking he can get Gamble. some money out of one of us. He's, he's probably. Sure. Have you checked your inbox, I on the? Feel free to email the, the Burek. Right. <laughs> but no, I thought that was just quite interesting, and it's quite you know if it is genuinely from the states, uh, that's great. We're getting out there. Do you know? I know who the Nigeria one is. Mm-hmm. Uh, my my neighbour two doors down has just spent the last six weeks in Nigeria on an oil rig, and I told him about the podcast. Uh, well, there <laughs> you go. Brilliant. So he would, uh, he, and he's been locked up in a in a, a hotel quarantining for fifteen days on the way out there. And I bet it was him oh, well. while he was in the while he was quarantined. Give him a name uh, check in case he's listening still. Yeah, Joe Joe Cochran. If it was you, thank you very much. You are our Nigeria listener. If, let me know if you are. I'll probably ask you uh, next also, time. Also, uh, yeah, my theory that it was uh, Andy Smith using a dodgy VPN was uh, has been disproved. Well. Uh, uh, well, that's great. No, but if your friend so it might could, be, uh, to be fair. If your friend could tell one other friend on the on the rig or whatever, you know that's oh, how it is. all spreads. Yeah, do you think the Americans are drawn to our, our dulcet Scottish tones? Do you think it's the Scottish accent that they like listening to, or or the banter? Is it the banter? Well, hopefully, it's, or maybe it's none of it. Maybe they're just trying to find someone else. And I would suggest the they're accent. certainly not watching the YouTube videos anyway. So uh, well, you know, hopefully, not. just yeah. the voices and the bands, you know. <laughs> But no, that's great. If there are genuine listeners out there in the, in the States, uh, thank you for listening and uh, thank you. stick with us, please. Um, right, let's move on to uh, Crowdfunder Corner, although this week we're we're mixing up a bit and we're going to GoFundMe Corner. Um, yeah. Now, have, you, have either of you heard of Speedo Mick? <laughs> I have heard of Speedo. Um, yes, you have heard of Speedo. Yes, have good. Heard of have Mick. you? Yes. He Tell is. Tell us more, Bruce. Tell well, us more. Well, um, I obviously, sorry, you'll correct me if I get this wrong, but I'm pretty sure he's like an Everton fan or something. He's a football fan, and he walks between football stadiums wearing speedos or, or something like that. Really? You're absolutely pretty much on the ball there. I'm not sure about Everton, it doesn't say that, but he is uh, a charity fund raiser. He does walk around the country wearing Speedos. Uh, I'm looking at an image of him right now. Um, uh, He's one of Britain's most famous charity fundraisers, apparently, and he's on the road again. His his story is that he was down on his luck for a long time, and uh, he got some help and support from from people, and he wants to give it back. So he goes around walking around raising money for for charities. Um, he's his current uh, sort of goal is to raise a hundred thousand pounds on his latest walk. He's going to start off now. I don't know if he's doing it now or he's still to do it, but his route is going to start off in Stornoway. He's going to come through Edinburgh and Glasgow. He's going to go to the uh, to Belfast. He'll then go around Ireland. 
uh, ended up in Dublin. He's going to come Hold back. Hold on, he's doubling back on himself if he goes to Belfast after Edinburgh, surely. He's going to cross back to North Wales and head down to Cardiff, and then he is going to end up in Liverpool. Um, and uh, he's, like I say, going to raise £100,000. He's already had £60,000 worth of pledges. And, wow. um, yeah, good on him. Good on him. Yeah. Uh, Do you think in winter he still wears the speedos, but like with a like a really heavy jacket on top, and <laughs> just like you know, or, or does he just like just the speedos? Is that all he wears? I don't know. Hammock, I mean, all nothing. the pictures on his website, to be fair, are him in a pair of speedos, and that's it. So, um, I don't so know like when the pictures start are. Start a GoFundMe for hundred thousand pounds to ask that James doesn't wear speedos. <laughs> We should do that. We should do that. The bungee, the bungee smugglers. It does. Yeah, it's not a pretty sight. Um, it really but no, it's be. good. His real name uh, is uh, Michael Cullen, and uh, this is what he, what he does. So there you go, well, Michael. Well done. Yeah, good well luck. done to you. Good luck to you, and I hope you get your hundred thousand pound goal. So that was this week's yeah. GoFundMe, and that takes us on to uh, whiskey of the week. Jimmy D. Oh, be looking forward to this one. Right. So I've been trying to expand my palate and I bought this, partly thinking about this uh, Whiskey of the Week, although I do have a few more in the uh, in the cupboard that uh, we do need to try. But this week I'm going for a whiskey that I hadn't actually tried until recently. And this is from the Blair Athol Distillery uh, in Pitlochry. Um, they do a range of great whiskies, not just the Blair Athol whisky, but um, they do actually do a range of them. And they're a Diageo, they're owned by Diageo. Um, and they also own the Dulane uh, or Dailywain uh, distillery, which is not a very common one. And I'm holding it up for the YouTube viewers to, to see at home. Now, the, the um, Blair Athol do a Flora and Fauna series of whiskies which are whiskies from various distilleries around Scotland and they bottle them and sell them under this flora and fauna range um, and this Delane uh, Delawine is one of them um, and it's a 16 year old now you don't get um, an awful lot of 16 year old whiskies one of the most famous ones used to be Scapa um, which was uh, up from Orkney but they don't actually do the 16 anymore from Scapa so um, but you do now get um, a Delawine, which is a 16-year-old uh, whiskey, and it's from Speyside. Um, it's it's from Aberlour, near Aberlour Distillery, and the Craigalachie Distillery, and uh, Macallan, right up that uh, that corridor there. Um, and if I, I'm just going to check my facts here and make sure I get them right, um, but uh, they get their water from the Ballymullach Burn. Mm. This is also one of the largest distilleries, apparently, um, in Scotland. It can do five million, four point nine million liters of whiskey a year. Can they can produce um, out of the distillery? And also, interestingly, in 1889, this distillery had Scotland's ever first. The first ever, sorry, pagoda roof. Mm. Do you anyone know what a pagoda roof is? Fancy. Is that not a wooden uh, sort of... You get them in gardens, don't you? Pagodas? I think so. Yeah. Is, that, is that not a pergola? Um, but anyway, I don't know what it is, but they had the first one. Um, but anyways, it started in 1852 and it's still on the go. Um, it was part of the Strathspey railway system. They, they extended the railway out to the distillery and it started to ship whiskey. You know, and that's why it was so big because it was um, basically shipping whiskey down the Stress Bay Railway uh, for years, um, and uh, got expanded after it went on fire back in the 
1960 actually rebuilt and uh, expanded but anyway i have tried this before it is nicer with a little bit of water i prefer it uh, with a wee bit of water but i'm going to drink it neat tonight for for everybody it says on the bottle it does smell lovely it does say that it's got full bodied with a fruity nose and a smoky finish there you go okay well the proof's well, in the pudding I, I do get you do get kind of a lot of fruit when you smell it and it's actually one of the nicer smelling whiskies you know normally when you smell whiskey oh that's whiskey because it you know it has that really strong sort of peaty or smoky smell but this is actually a really sweet kind of fruity smell to it which is uh, unusual but uh, it's nice it does it's actually a bit stronger going down so that's why i prefer a wee bit of water with it but here we go Oh, you get the vapours up the nostrils straight away with that one. Makes the eyes water a wee bit. It's great. It's not really strong and burny going down, but you can kind of get a really slow release with it. And you do feel it eventually. It's a nice sort of warming one at the back of the throat rather than right down. Sometimes you feel it go right down into your stomach and you feel it warm all the way. But this one kind of stays in the throat more. Um, but uh, yes, very nice whiskey, very smooth. 16-year-old uh, Delawain. And uh, I would highly much, recommend it. Uh, how much one it's about 50 about? quid a bottle. 50 quid a bottle, somewhere around there. 55 pound a bottle, somewhere around about that range. It's one of the more expensive ones because it's a 16 year old one. Um, you, you tend to pay a little bit more for the aging. Um, but uh, as far as I'm aware, that's the only whiskey they sell as a malt, a single malt, uh, is the, um, the 16 year old. I don't think they, everything else they produce goes into blends. And a lot of the distilleries that the Diageo own, they will produce single malt Scotch whiskies. But as I think I said in one of the first series of this, only 5% of all whiskey made actually ever goes to a single malt uh, whiskey and is sold as a single malt. 95% of all whiskey distilled in Scotland and matured is actually put into uh, blends like uh, your, your uh, grouse and your... Mm. Um, and uh, Chivas Regal and all these sorts of uh, blended whiskies that you get, Black Bottle and, and all the other ones, Grants and, and things like that. So, um, so yeah, that's the only one they do out of that. Five million litres a year, and that's the only single malt they produce. Okay. Anyway. Good choice for week 14. Um, yeah. We're running out of time. We didn't think we would, but we are. So, Jimmy D, I'm going to rush you on to your Scottish Word of the Week, I'm afraid. You know, this is because Bruce took too much time on some other stuff. I can't remember what it was, but he talks a lot. Oh, I played me. Right, yeah, so yeah. the... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's me who talks all the time on this podcast. You can't shut me up. No way. The Scottish Word of the Week. Shh, Bruce. The Scottish Word of the Week this week. <laughs> the Scottish Word of the Week this week is blate. 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 Spell it for us. B-L-A-T-E. Blate. blate. Okay. Now, is it to bluff your way through something? To blate your way through, right? Is it to be shy or bashful? Be a wee bit blate, wee bit, wee bit shy. Oh no, I'm a bit blate. Is it to be not on time or tardy? So blate. Late. You get it? Be late. It might be that one. It might be that one. So is it to be not not to be on time or tardy? Uh, or is it to be weird or conspicuous? To be a bit blate? A bit blate? Hmm. Bruce, any thoughts? If you can spot the red herring in what there. Was, uh, try what was the first one again, Jim? It what was the first one? It's to, be, it's to bluff your way through something, to blate your way through it. Um, or to be shy or bashful. 
to be not on time or tardy are weird or conspicuous? I'm going to go for bluff because I think it's sort of derivative of to blather. That's my guess. I'm not not confident. Right. Okay, Okay, Sai, what's your guess? Okay, I'm going to go for the uh, last one. Sort of weird and uh, Mm. suspicious or whatever it was. I I have fooled you all with my multiple choice. It is to be shy or bashful. Mm. Is to be blatant, so it didn't sound like it, but yeah, to be shy or bashful. I thought, I thought coming up with the not not on time or tardy was be be late. I thought be that late. was that was quite good. I like that. Be that was be beautiful. Well <laughs> it was be a e beautiful. <laughs> well done. You got us there. Um, good. Right. Well. Blate. As we are approaching the hour mark, we shall wrap this up. Uh, just to remind people that we are going to go to sort of every second week uh, from now on. So we'll hopefully. So don't worry if we're not here next week. Don't worry. Don't adjust your sets. Don't we're okay. don't, don't we're try okay. and refind us. We will be back in a couple of weeks. Um, so we'll speak to you then. James, you're going to have some exciting news by the time you get back because you'll have had some yes. your own whiskies or whatever. That's happening. I may even do an on-site filming if they allow, but on Saturday, I'm going to taste the cask I bought, uh, or that Richard Smith and I bought, at uh, Lindor's Abbey Distillery. So I will be tasting the the first taste of a brand new whiskey, the first year it was made uh, in, since it reopened the Lindor's Distillery, and I will be down for a tasting on Saturday night this week. Good. So, yes. Enjoy that. And Bruce, by the next Looking time we meet, we'll have um, actually made in a pub uh, by the sounds of it all of us all the gang of 12 or whatever it is of us so that'll be great fun Um, here we come watch out Sterling good right boys thank you for your time tonight Uh, thank you for everyone listening and watching stay safe everyone Uh, stay happy stay well and we'll see you all very soon goodbye bye